welcome to another episode of the Life, Living It and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about consistency being king. But before we jump into all that, let me give you my usual weekly update. So uh, another great week, although um, I'm coming to the end of my self-isolation period after my travels to France. Uh, came back from France uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we got, well, today's last day of quarantine, which is really good. So I'm looking forward to getting out on bank holiday, playing around a golf with my brother to um, uh, almost celebrate coming out of uh, self-isolation again, I suppose. Um, it's not been a major drag being in self-isolation again for a couple of weeks. Um, everything I do now, all my shopping and stuff is uh, done online. So I get all my, I get a weekly food shop delivered um, while well, so it's not like a, a you know a supermarket shop. I get a Gusto food box, uh, which I absolutely love because they deliver fresh food to my door. Um, all the ingredients come. All I need to do is cook them up. It takes me about half an hour each evening to to whip up a really nice, fresh, healthy meal. So I love doing that, and I've been doing that for uh, for a long time now, probably over a year or so. I've been doing that. Uh, which, which is uh, phenomenal. So it saves me going to the shops, which I hate doing anyway, um, and it all arrives on the doorstep, which is great. So um, everything has kind of been sorted for me, so I've not really had any issues this time around during uh, during lockdown. have missed getting out to be doing a bit of golf, uh, and I'm going to get out and do a bit of running this week as well, so I'm looking forward to being able to do that. On the podcast last week, I mentioned that um, I was relocating my podcast kit, so I'm now relocated in my house. I'm in a different space. Um, which is nice. So hopefully, um, it, it, well, it comes with its pros and cons, I guess. I thought it was going to be slightly quieter up here. Um, so I'm avoiding the hum from the fish tank, which is really good. So that's not going to, uh, um, affect the, uh, affect the, uh, recording anymore, uh, which is super good. Um, but you may hear, or you may not hear. I'm not sure whether you, the mic is picking it up or not. Snow panting in the background. So she's currently led next to me. Um, which is also where I used to record it. Um, she couldn't lie next to me in there, which was uh, kind of handy. Uh, but if she starts woofing, she may make an appearance on the podcast. She tends to make an appearance on most of my uh, coaching calls and things like that by woofing at something going past. So uh, we'll see how we see how we get on with the new location. I kind of uh, hadn't thought of that bit, but hopefully uh, the sound quality will be a little bit better. So this week I wanted to talk about um, consistency being king. And I think that consistency is massively underrated to success. I think it's one of the key factors to success. It might not be up there as number one. Uh, we're going to talk um, in a couple of episodes time or maybe next week about what I think the number one key to success is. Um, but consistency is up there. It's uh, one of the major, major. And in fact, it's one of the fundamentals of success, because if you can't be consistent with a process, then you, you just can't master it. Um, so it's very difficult to master something if you're not consistent with it, if you're doing it ad hoc, if you're doing it here and there, uh, you know, it's going to be really a real struggle to become successful, become the best, become great at that process and really get get to that successful space. So there's so many things in life, right, that can cause you to become demotivated, whether that's issues cropping up, whether it's hurdles whether it's blockers, whether it's just things going slightly wrong, whether it's success taking slightly longer than you think it's going to take. You know, it's very easy to become demotivated with what you're doing and then lose the consistency. And the second you lose consistency, you start dropping off. You know, um, I take running for me, for example, the last few weeks, I, I kind of, I, and as you know, I went to France. So I ran a couple of times in France with my parents. 
uh, which was great, but I didn't run as much as I would do at home. So I lost that consistency. So although I ran a couple of times and then when I got back, I've not run at all since I've been back, which is understandable because I've not been out, uh, you know, I've been in sci-fi isolation, but I really should have done some running on the treadmill. I've got treadmill, so really I should have done some running, uh, but I've not done it because I lost that consistency. So I'm going to try and build that back up this week and get that consistency back. So it's very easy if you, if you, you know, you know, you could be consistent for ages and ages and ages, then you miss one session and then it's easy to kind of become derailed and just fall into old habits, bad habits, uh, and really um, kill that process off by ac- almost by accident, not intentionally doing it. Um, and it takes a minute of self-reflection to realize that you've kind of done that. So that's just one example of kind of uh, the losing the motivation and losing the consistency that success requires. I was listening to a interview on a podcast um of bill burr who's a a famous american comedian he's a comedian he's massive out there and he was talking about he was doing a show um they so they've just reopened comedy shows back out in the uh, united states so they're doing them in a secure in a covid secure manner uh, which is actually pretty cool um so they've actually done them where um cars drive into massive fields they've got like a big uh pa system set up and they kind of sit in a big car park or a big um, park, and people sit in their cars, and they can listen uh, to the the comedian who's uh, at the front on a on a big stage at the front. Um, obviously, the number of people who can attend is massively reduced because they're limited by the number of cars they can get into uh, a car park or, or or a green space or wherever it is they're doing or wherever they're hosting these things. In Philadelphia. He said that, um, so he'd done a couple of these shows now. In Philadelphia, he said it was great because people actually got out of their cars uh, and kind of climbed out through the windows and sat out on the bonnet of their car or on the roof of the cars. And the cars were massively spaced apart. He said they were about five metres apart, um, which was great. So it was really in a COVID-secure environment, which allowed them to do the concert. But it, he said it was a real game changer where people were allowed to, you know, sit out on their cars. That, you know, they were far enough away from each other to be able to do that safely. And actually, you know, he said that helped him as a performer because he was able to hear the audience more than just people sat in the thing. But he said he had a bad experience at the first one he did. So it had been um, six months or seven months, however long it's been in lockdown. I think he said he'd done a show the week before the major lockdown started out there. Um, So it'd been a long time since he'd done a live performance. And like anything, that consistency of performing, whether it's as a comedian act, whether comedy act, whether it's, um, you know, a theatre performance, whether it's going to an office and performing a a job, whether it's uh, going running, whether it's learning a language. You know, if you spend a long time without doing something, you're going to have lost your kind of you're going to lose something of that act, whether it's the comedy act or whether it's something else. You're going to lose a bit of that process and it's going to take you a little while to get back into it. You know, if, you, if you've if you been um, running, um, you know, every week, three times a week and you take a week off, you are going to feel that. You know, I've done that in the past where I've had an injury, I've twisted my ankle or something, so I've taken a week off and then I've come back to it. And, you, and it's amazing what a difference a week off can make. You can start, you know, you can feel it burn a little bit more once you get back out there and start doing those distances again, um, even after just a week off. You know, that's only three runs. Now, if you take six, seven, eight months off, however long it's been um, since uh, since Bill, Bill, Bill Burr did his show, that's a long time to have kind of 
not been in practice for something. So he said he went out there and he said he was, you know, he was kind of having a good time. He was just feeling out the crowd and he was doing a, doing a, some of his uh, routine. And, it, and he said that it, it got to a point where um, he'd said so he was, he was getting deep into a joke and he's quite on the edge, um, Bill Burr. So if you watch any of his stuff, if you know Bill, he's kind of well known for upsetting audiences and then trying to bring them back. I saw an interview with him once years ago that said that uh, he actively tried to uh, upset the audience just as fun and then try and bring them back into laughing about the same topic just as a challenge for himself. Uh, and which is quite cool when you see him doing it. If you, if you watch some of his stuff back, you can see how he's approaching that and, and, and uh, achieving that as well. Um, but he said, um, he, he was trying, he wasn't trying to do that this time because it was his first show. He just happened to, um, say some bad jokes. They were the first time he'd, he'd used them, uh, for a long time. And I think he was trying some new material as well. And, um, somebody started heckling him from one of the cars. And he said that it was so soul destroying. What was the phrase he used? He, I think he said overwhelmingly depressing because what happened was this person heckled him. He tried to recover it, couldn't recover it. And, um, the car drove out of, um, the parking lot where the, the show was going to be. And he's like, well, you know, when, when you're on a stage in a place, if somebody leaves, normally you don't see people leaving because the lights are on the stage. So you can't really see the audience, but he could see everything because it was outside. It was in the parking lot. And it's very hard to miss a car reversing out of a parking spot and, and driving off the lot and driving out. And, and, and it just goes to show, I think, that even professionals have bad days. So Bill Burr's been around the comedy circuit for years and years and years. Um, you know, he's well known, uh, a master of his craft. But people have bad days. And we forget that sometimes, I think. So when we're in our processes, when we're kind of, with the note with our noses down in the grind we're doing the work we kind of set ourselves super high expectations and sometimes they're impossible to achieve those expectations uh you know things are gonna go wrong and we're gonna hit those bumps in the roads and the thing is you've got to be prepared for those bumps in the road because if you're not they can throw you for six now if if that had happened to a comedian who was a new you know a new comedian newly starting out i should imagine that was would be very disheartening that would be quite like he said overwhelmingly depressing seeing somebody physically drive off they've paid to come and see him and they're actively drive or i assume they've paid to come and see him and they're actively driving out because they thought it was a bad show or whatever and he said you know he went home he said he spent an hour kind of complaining to his wife and and saying oh they uh, you know it was some new material and that and he said he went out the next night to a different uh, show and he had the best show ever, which is the one in Philly where I think he said people were sat out on the car hoods. And he said it was one of the best shows he did because the audience kind of came out. They um, they loved the work and they kind of um, engaged with the, the content that he was doing. So, you know, like I say, we fall into this trap of seeing people who are successful and we only see the good things that they do or the great things that they do. You know, we fall into the trap of following people on social media, watching how people are progressing, watching people, and we hold ourselves to those expectations because we see those people doing it. But usually, as I've said before on the podcast many, many times, you know, social media is a highlight reel. It's so easy to believe that people live these perfect lives and only good stuff happens. 
you kind of need to balance it out with some of that negative stuff. You know, I never heard um, a comedian talk so openly and honestly about some of the negativity and some of the negative perceptions of a comedian. And he, and he went on to talk about a whole host of other stuff. You know, he was in a, a he, he was talking about, um, he was in a movie once with a director who shouted at him. So um, the main um, lead, he wasn't the lead character. He was just um, uh, a cameo kind of appearance. appearance. He said the lead actor was um, started improvising with the, um, with the script. Um, so he started improvising with the script and him and the lead actor were kind of bouncing off of each other and they were doing that for a few minutes. And then the director, I think he said, came out and had a go at him, not the main actor, but he had a go at him for ad-libbing and coming away from the script. And he said, you know, it could have been quite easy for him to get upset and disheartened over that experience. But he just let it slide. He knew that the guy was the actor. He knew he was there for a cameo appearance. And he said, you know, it's his show at the end of the day. So let's follow his rules. So they redid it and uh, he followed the other guy and it all turned out all right. But he said he could have quite easily got upset and shouted at the guy and said, well, I was only following the other guy. Uh, you know, trying to make it work because it wouldn't have made sense otherwise. So, you know, he could have easily kind of got himself into that uh, kind of negative situation, but he didn't. He let it slide, rolled on, and he said, you know, a couple of years later, he's now got a proper role, you know, uh, not just a cameo walk. That sounds quite bad. A proper role didn't mean it like that. He's But he's got a, a main, a leading role with something else with that director now um, going forward. So it's led to a positive experience because he's shown that he can react to feedback, he can follow um, the guidance, etc., and you know he's turned that negative, that one negative moment that could have, be- and he could have blown it out of all proportions. It could have become really kind of frosty, but he turned that into a positive. Kept going, and now he's got that other role. And sometimes we we, we just it, you know everybody experiences moments like that where it's not gone quite right. We think we've done the right thing. Um, it's somebody else that's done something wrong and it's quite easy to form it, fall into that negative mindset and start blaming other people and start coming up with excuses. You know, he's, uh, as with the comedy show, he said, you know, he went home, had to complain to his wife for a few hours. He said he felt bad for his wife. She had to listen to him whinging for a little bit. But then next day he went out and absolutely smashed it. And, you know, if somebody as um, popular, as big as Bill Burr can have a bad day, then we are also entitled to have bad days. And by having those bad or negative experiences, we've got to use those as a learning step. So as long as we learn something from those mistakes, so as uh, Bill Burr did with that show, he altered his material, changed changed up some of the jokes he was telling, etc., um, to dial into what to more to what the audience was um, feeling that day. Um, you know, we've got to do that when things start to go wrong. So if, if you're a property entrepreneur, you know, maybe you're at an auction and you're bidding on a property and somebody outbids you and it goes past the price you're comfortable um, to to pay, uh, you know, there's some learning experience to come into that. Have you been to, so you've got to do some analysis, right? So on that example, have you been too conservative? Could you have bid some more, but you were a bit worried? You weren't as sure as your numbers as you should have been. So did you do enough research and stuff beforehand? So is that the next step? Is that next time you look at a property, do you need to go and do another viewing? Do you need to um, be more concrete with your numbers? So instead of kind of estimating the numbers yourself, do you need to go and and talk to some specialists, some um, home renovators, um, some builders, depending on what type of work you need done to firm up your numbers a bit more so you can be a bit more concrete with what you're doing? 
do you need to go and view more properties so that if you lose one uh, an auction there's you've already got another couple ready lined up ready to go to uh, go to other auctions or or to put offers in on you know there's a whole host of things you can learn from every negative experience maybe uh, maybe you're going running and um you you start out with uh, you aim to do a, you know a half marathon so you go out and straight out try and do a half marathon you don't get it you know there's a lesson to learn to learn from that don't go out and just try and run a half marathon straight off the bat without doing any shorter training runs you know you need to put a program and a plan together and i think that's the same for success in any field you need to put a program together for yourself um in terms of personal development but also in professional development to make sure that you're doing the stuff that you need to do so for example if i talk about uh, myself my experiences here on the podcast so i go to a um there's a podcast quarterly mastermind so um the guys who do the podcast for me so i so i've got the easy job right i sit here and record the podcast i i put uh, together some notes in the week uh, for the episode which i keep on my phone I've got a nice little process down. So throughout the week, when I think of something that I want to write, I think of what the topic is, usually the day after I've recorded the, the last one. So I think about what the next topic's going to be. I note down the topic. And then as I'm going through the week, I notice things that would fit in nicely with that topic. I make a note of them. If there are other things that I think would be good for the podcast, I make a note for them in a different note on my phone. Um, so that I, if I ever can't think of a topic or I'm struggling to come up with a topic, I've got a kind of a whole host of material there to reference back to. Um, to help me come up with that topic. So as I'm going through the week, I put the notes on my phone. Then I sit down um, for five, ten minutes and put them into a, some kind of sensible order for the episode um, so that you get a, a roughly, um, you know, viable podcast. So it's not just random thoughts. Hopefully it comes out in some kind of logical order uh, that I'm not jumping all over the place. So I do that to make sure that that's why it is. So hopefully that works anyway. Um, so then I sit down and I record the podcast. So I've got, like I say, I've just relocated my kit, but literally all I do is plug in the recorder, um, to make sure because it's uh, battery powered, but it's also powered by, um, electric. So I just plug, plug in the recorder and, and away I go start recording. Now the difficult job is the bit afterwards that the podcast team do for me. Um, they're great. The guys at progressive success, um, I send them the, um, the cut. So I send them the, um, the recording uh, as a file, I just e- email it over to them. Uh, that's great. That goes to them. They then edit that file, so they take out all unwanted noises. So, for example, the hum on the fish tank. If that wasn't there, they they do their best to take it out. Although it does creep in occasionally. So they, if if there's any background noises, if there's any vibrations, so if the recording, you know, sometimes sound does some weird things. You get noises crop up. You know, maybe a lorry goes past on the main road and hits a pothole and it kind of has a bang halfway through they they do the editing and take that stuff out and that's um a really tricky tricky job so they do a great job with that then they upload it to all the um um they they, they upload it to the um, podcast site so itunes stitcher etc and they up put do all the show notes and all that good stuff for me so they do the the hard work so my process that I do, the bit that I do, the taking the notes during the week and the recording of the podcast and the sending them the file, I've got to really master that process. Um, because if I don't master that process, it, it kind of, it doesn't make sense to, to them to be masters at their process, their processes for me. And they're not going to do a great job if I'm not producing good content and stuff. Now they're professionals, of course, they're going to do it, but 
it, it's going to make everything slightly more difficult if I've not got my process mastered. So by doing my podcast and improving the way I do it, so in terms of the personal development, I, I forgot where I was going with this story then for a minute and then it come back to me. So the pers- in terms of the personal or professional development for the podcast, um, they host a podcast quarterly mastermind. Um, so you pay kind of a, uh, a fee for that, uh, which is great. So I go in, um, every quarter and, and do, um, they put a mastermind on. So they have various different podcast, um, hosts come and do some speaking. Um, they've got some, um, people who are trialing new types of content and different stuff. Um, they have loads of different people come and speak at these quarterly sessions, um, to give me some information and ideas that then I can go away and think about and think, Oh, I want to try that or no, I don't want to try that. So, you know, you've always got to have that continual development in whatever it is you're doing. So something as simple as recording a podcast, which you think, you know, like I said, the process is the process. It's, uh, the recording of the, ep- making my notes, recording the episode, sending the file and then all the background stuff. But actually, there's stuff that I can do to improve that. There's a whole host of information and different content types that I can do. So this is, you know, and this is where some of my ideas have come from. So for the, for example, the idea of doing the mini episode of the recap, um, the the recap of the previous week um, of the key action points has come out of that kind of environment. That actually didn't come out of the mastermind. It came out of one of the other um, things I do. Um, but it. it these professional and personal development things are, are going to really pick you up and move you forward and not only help develop that consistency, because when you first start out at process, whatever it is, whether it's viewing houses, if you're a property entrepreneur, whether it's um, selling cars, whether it's recording a podcast, whether it's learning a language, whether it's running, whether it's eating healthily, whatever it is, you do not know everything um, when you start. In fact, you you will never know everything. And I think if you approach life from that respect, that you will never know everything about a certain topic. Things are always developing. And that's going to set you up really well to keep learning as you go. But you're never going to know everything, right? And other people can share hints and tips about how they've been successful at doing something. And that's going to that's gonna help you take your consistency to the next level. Because maybe you've been trying to run um, first thing in the morning because you've heard somebody say that that's the best time to run. Well, if you go to um, a, a running club, you join a running club, maybe they run in the evenings. So you start running in the evenings and you find that it's easier to be consistent because it fits into your day slightly better. So does the fact that somebody else has been successful from running in the morning doesn't mean that you can't be successful by running in the evening. And it's you've got to find that balance between what works and what works for you. And if you're trying to do something that you know works, but it's not working for you, it, you're going to lead to it's going to lead to you not being consistent. It's going to be lead to inconsistencies in the process, which means you're going to struggle to get that success or find that success and move into that happy um, and start living that life that you love. It's going to be very difficult if you can't be consistent with that. So. By taking a look at the process, by getting yourself into a space with other people that can help you out, whether that's professional coaching or joining Facebook groups or or anything, any other uh, any other 
ways of learning, methods of learning, whether that's reading a book or whatever. You know, there's a whole host of information out there these days. You can learn pretty much anything off of YouTube nowadays. Um, so there, there are ways to learn everything. Um, so what you need to do is also be consistent in that learning cycle and make sure that you're continually learning, continually improving. Um, but make sure you're consistent with your key processes. If you're not consistent with your key processes, then you're going to find it really difficult to live that life that you love. Um, you know, when I break the cycle of being consistent with something, I instantly feel down about that when I think about it. So when I think about it, I've not been running for the last few weeks, I'm like, well, why did I do that? I just, you know, it feels good to run. I always feel great after a run. I enjoy running. Um, I love um, competing um, and, you know, I'm never going to be the fastest runner ever, but I love going out in the atmosphere at races and stuff. And even though I'm not experiencing that at the moment, obviously, because of COVID, because of the lockdown, etc., things are starting to pick up. So um, I had my first um, email from um, some of the run- running companies that I've done races with in the past. And they started the, the first um, race, um, COVID secure race um, from the companies that I've used in the past is happening at the end of September. now. It just so happens that it clashes and I can't do that particular one. But, you know, it would have been cool to be able to get out there and do that. But you've got to stay ready. You know, it's not a case of getting ready. But if you keep that consistency, then you're going to stay ready. So when an opportunity arises, you can take advantage of that opportunity. Because if you're not ready, if you've not been consistent, you're going to really struggle to take advantage of any opportunities that crop up out of the blue. Um So... So hopefully that's helped today. You know, I've covered a few episodes and I've probably jumped around a little more than I would do normally after um, me talking about my process and stuff. But I still, you know, when, I, when I'm talking about a topic and I think of something as I'm going, I kind of try and build that in and, and build on the notes that I've got. So hopefully you've got some uh, useful stuff out of that. So just to recap, I think the key things are obviously be consistent. But how do we be consistent? We've got to put in the time and the effort to do the processes we know that needs doing. We need to continually learn and grow both professionally and personally. So find out about yourselves from personal development, you know, read a book, do uh, come and do some extreme execution coaching with myself. You can find some details about that on the website or, um, you know, go and read a book on the, for, person, uh, for professional development as well. Go and read a book, join a Facebook group, watch some YouTube videos. There's a whole plethora of information out there about almost every topic. There's very few topics that you, there's uh, little information on nowadays. So, um, so yeah, so that's it. Be consistent, be consistent with your learning, put the effort in. Don't be disheartened when things don't go according to plan. You are entitled to have a bad day. Uh, we are all entitled to bad days. In fact, we're entitled to bad weeks and indeed bad years as well. So things might not go according to plan. The key thing is to bring yourself back to um, um, giving yourself the opportunity for success by con- being consistent with your processes. So hopefully that's helped. Um, like I say, as usual, um, this is the last week. This is the fourth episode of the new uh, podcast. So um, w- we're going to keep the uh, competition open um, until the end of this week. So uh, by the time this is released on Thursday, um, on Saturday, I will be doing the draw for um, five free coaching sessions, the Extreme Execution Coaching Session, which includes the full disc assessment and uh, a coaching session with me where we come up with a personalized strategy for you uh, to move forward. 
and and be successful in your life in whatever endeavors you are trying to achieve. So we're going to do that on Saturday. So if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday or indeed Saturday morning, uh, try and get get onto the website lifelivingitandlovingit.com. Pop your email into the newsletter box. Sign up to the newsletter. Not only are you going to get get not only are you going to get great content direct to your email box. You'll be entered into that competition as well, and we'll pull that on Sunday, and I'll drop everybody an email and arrange those sessions um, on Sunday. So that's really cool. So thanks very much for listening. I've been Gordon Doan. You guys have been great. Let's go start living that life we love. Let's go. <laughs>